All right, here we go. We're ready? Three. Sorry. Three, two, one. Oh, boy. We got spillage. Oh, geez. On yeah. your mic, right? On or the mic. Computer? Cheers. On the mic. That's fine. Cheers. No puns allowed. H. Yeah. Kramer. Don't Hello. usually call myself Kramer. Kind of awkward already. <laughs> really? Do you know? I never noticed that. Do you really not call yourself Kramer? No. Well, who calls himself anything anyways? Like, I don't even... I'm not a... Well, no, yeah. when you're saying your name, like, no, on, for like, the... I, I, to be clear. You do so say I, Adam. I didn't even think about that until just now, like, Adam, live yeah, stream Adam and everything. Adam and Paige. Adam and Paige. Yeah. So, I, um, I've always, I'm cool with Kramer, right? Because growing up, it was like, oh, Seinfeld, like, oh, from yeah. Seinfeld, right? I've gotten that, like, eight million times in my <laughs> life. Like, whatever, buddy. Great. Uh, I don't run from the name. I like the name, but I just, it's the first time I think I've ever done that. So, you prefer Crambone. Crane bone, I can do. <laughs> if I ever refer to myself like that, though, just also just <laughs> no, you know, no, the leave, leave immediately. Yeah, yeah, leave immediately. Um, so we were we were joking coming on here, like we have to like get into like mid season form, like immediately. This is like yeah. feels like a, a seasonal outside of gambling picks, which we'll probably do anyways. But like, there is so much shit going on in college football, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of news. There's a lot of news, and they're practicing, and we we're, we're getting like normal press conferences. But as is the case, it seems like now every late July and early August, shit is hitting the fan. Now, we could start with like what last week we go off air and shit hits the fan like two hours later, right? Yeah, that's, that's normally Colorado where decides officially they're leaving the Pac-12, which we spoke about. Um, you know weeks ago when there was the rumor of them leaving for the big 12 yes um and sort of had that discussion about how like that's kind of that's the start of the unraveling for the pac-12 if that happens because you know colorado is not your premier program um in the conference and that's bad news bears when you're or bad news buffaloes when you're you know having People leave yeah. like that, and you're already losing, you know, USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. So that was kind of the start. And then, of course, the immediate next school to be brought up in the Pac-12 drama Your school. was Arizona. Yes. And everyone was texting me, do you know anything? Do you know anything? Do you know anything? I'm like, I know as much as you guys know. Wow. Like, it, it makes sense that this is going to happen, and I anticipate that they will be leaving. I said a couple weeks ago. Let's go. I'm fine with it. Like, this well, seems no, like a bad I, situation. No, not to cut you off, but I asked you the other night. We were talking, and I'm like, so what do you think? You're just like, I don't know, man. Like, whatever. Like, just do, like, your response just get was, it over with. was like I, a non-response. Yeah, because I just, like, at this point, I'm like, just get it over with and make a decision because I'm tired of hearing, like, the rumors. And then, the obviously, this week there was yeah. the meeting about the media rights deal. Like, we've been waiting on this media rights deal forever. And, like, it's still, even the presentation didn't, like, lead to any concrete details of what they're willing to accept. But it sounds like the Pac-12 people are doing what we said we would do, which is buy low. Like, if I'm a streaming service, I'm going to buy low, you know? And I think yeah. that's because the Pac-12 value is just decreasing as is. But, um, yeah, I'm guessing that Arizona will be the next one to jump. I know um, Jed Fish talked about um you know people asked him like oh is arizona would be the reason that like the pac-12 would unravel then which is very unfair to put on arizona i mean yeah. sure we can blame arizona for everything because that's usually what people do especially i'm um, in a certain media website but i oh, think wow. um nice it's yeah we're feeling feisty today yeah, yeah. um i it's it's just one of those things where you're at a point where age i want it to be resolved and I think that, like, the Pac-12 was going to die off as is. There was rumors then of, you know, Oregon and Washington and Stanford leaving for the Big Ten. Those happened before the the Arizona rumors started of leaving to the Big 12. So I'm like, really, everybody is looking elsewhere right now. Everybody has a wandering eye, and the Pac-12 is about to get dumped. So, okay, that's where I was going. This, this, there's so much to unpack, and we will attempt to unpack it. But the part of this that I think is most interesting is this stupid fucking media rights deal that we've been talking about for Literally six to eight time. months. And Ross Dellinger wrote about this, friend of the show, now with Yahoo, basically how underwhelming this deal was. 
that it was very stream heavy. So Apple was what the, the was being presented, which I think to I understand, but I think to the average college football fan, they're kind of like, ew. I felt that way. Like, whatever, I'll stream, I watch, I do these things. But it wasn't exactly, if you're trying to grow your brand and you look at the power of the SEC and the Big Ten with ESPN and Fox and all these things, it's not quite the most powerful counter. The other part of this two-page, they've been like selling this like, oh, it's going to be worth the wait. This, this then- deal is going to be worth the wait. By the reporting that we've heard, it was not worth the wait. And I think that it's, it is it is a game of chicken now. And Arizona, I think, this is easy. Get out. Yeah. Get out of there. And Arizona State, you, can you come along as well with Utah, right? Right? Like, abandoned Sadly. ship. Abandoned ship. And so, of course, riding our coattails. I, I, yes. Yeah. Yes. Even better. Um, so I think a lot of this, all of this... There's two levels of realignment that I want to talk about. There. This is the one because it all impacts each other. What I'm curious about now to the Big Ten, because today Dan Wetzel, uh, before we recorded, wrote it was Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and I think Cal. Like, okay. Cal going to be riding those coattails too. Going to be riding those coattails too. Uh, as a Big Tenian, I'm like, Oregon, Washington, sign me up, right? Sign me up. Um, that makes a lot of sense. But if you're the Big Ten, you're 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 contemplating like a Western takeover here. You've got enough teams out there where you could do a West group. I I am curious and I'm thinking about this. I don't have a thought if I like it or not, other than I think getting Oregon and Washington the fold for my just general like clap like a seal and like good football games. That does it for me. That would that would do it. Right. Yeah. Like that to me is interesting. So no, yeah, what do you it, think about those rumors? I I'd be good with that. I personally would rather go to the Big Ten, but I know that that's not a thing that's going to happen for Arizona. Um, but I think having Oregon and Washington stay in those places, it is kind of sad for the like Oregon states because yes. Oregon State has slowly but surely been closing that gap. I mean, it's not super close, but like they've certainly been closing that gap on yeah on talent level and success. Um, with Oregon and it's sad that like teams like that, like the Oregon's and the Washington or Oregon States and Washington States. And uh, before it was rumored that Cal was going to be left out too, which I just found funny because it was like all the like big dogs of that, those rivalries just being like taken um, and moved on. And those three just being like, what? You know what I mean? And then Utah and and Colorado sort of, you know, came together and I'm assuming we'll leave together. And then, you know, Arizona State and Arizona, again, you're linked and they're going to take those two. But it's funny that like the Big Ten's like, no, 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 we're good. The Big Ten's like, sure, we will take some rivalry. Yeah. Well, rivalry games with, with Utah and, and Colorado, if you can even count that. Um, but we'll take those and Arizona and Arizona State. But then the Big Ten's like, no, we have standards and we're not going to bring in um, any other teams besides those, which is fair. You're allowed to do that when you're that yeah. conference. But my thought process on this is like at what point is it too many teams like at what point are we gonna like take a take a stand and be like "Mm, this is the cutoff for how big a conference can be but also if we are going to have a number in the title of your conference it needs to be the number of teams that are in your conference i'm not doing this anymore we've done it for a couple years we've ignored that this is a huge flaw in the system Rename your conferences after you figure out who's going to be in them. Yeah. And if you don't want to have to change it every year with a number, don't put a number in it. Yeah, good luck with the branding. Uh, uh, I agree. By the way, I like. It's I like irritating. That goes it's there. irritating. I just. Big... I need that to happen. I'm done. We've changed it. We've changed all other things in college football. We need to make this make sense. Make so, it make dollars and cents, please. Um, yes, I'm in. It, it is funny. I just keep thinking about Cal. It's like, sure. Like, we're, we're like, going to go. We're going to go. They're like, they're like guys, shit now before they change their fucking, mind. Yeah, they're doing it, guys. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> like, I, like, that's, I don't know why I keep thinking about Cal and all this, but yeah. I do. And Cal is seeing dollar signs because Cal, I believe, is in quite a bit of debt in terms of and needs some help there. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. they're looking at it as like, a, hey, we're going to get a bigger, a bigger chunk. <laughs> Although, like, again, you do have to start thinking about, like, at what point do they cap this? Um, and we did talk about how um, the SEC commissioner said, uh, Sankey was saying that he was good with the amount of teams that they had in, and they were, they were kind of set on that. Well, so so that, okay, that is a perfect transition to 
the statements that we read a couple hours ago before we recorded from Florida State, which has sort of been when you 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 know are combing through the rumors, you you get to the Clemsoning and you and not in the bad way, but Clemson stuff. <laughs> Florida State, sorry, Clemson fans didn't mean to. Old habits <laughs> die hard. Um, but Florida State, this is their president, right? And there's a series of comments I found interesting. But here's one that says it pretty plainly. You don't usually hear them say this behind, uh, you know, you hear it behind closed doors, but not in this open. We are not satisfied with our current situation. We love the ACC. Our goal to stay in the ACC, but to stay in the ACC under current situations, hard for us to figure out how we remain competitive unless there's a major change in revenue distribution within the ACC. Now, that openly is saying y'all fucking suck. The Magnificent Seven or whatever it was, like, y'all suck. Clemson and Florida State are doing the heavy lifting here, and without us, you would be a worse conference than the Big 12, which you would be. Um, give us a bigger piece of the pie. I am fascinated by this because, again, Florida State has been, like, kind of beating around this attitude, openly now saying, pay us or we're going to leave. Now, the penalties to leave the ACC are robust. I forget what they are, like $30, $40 million. But it, it could reach a point here where financially it becomes suitable to do so. This is a big deal because Florida State, you talk about the SEC and even the Big Ten trying to figure out who they add. Um, Florida State is a, is a catch, right? Florida State is a team that I think most conferences would want to add. Clemson, of course, would be a team that most conferences want to add. These comments are kind of shocking, and yet in some ways not shocking at all. And I'm curious how this plays out, other than we know that the posturing now is on. Yeah, I mean, the only movement we haven't seen is from out of, like, the Power Fives is the ACC. Everywhere else we've seen movement. So this this is there's going to be people who leave. Clemson is going to be someone who wants to get out, obviously, even though those fans are going to be sadly disappointed when they have to play a tougher um, schedule. But, um, yeah, Florida State someone is a, a program you would certainly want to bring into the fold. Um, where they end up, I don't know. But I do see, you know, the the powerhouses in those conferences sort of sticking together and figuring out a way, like you said, to, to get the most out of what's being offered to them, really. Uh, and also the other thing is Florida State's paying coaches, a lot of coaches not to coach for them, so they probably need the money. Um <laughs> Yes. And and by the way, I'm they are, some, though. no, they are. It's true. I mean, it has not finally, I think they're they're actually getting very they competitive finally got at their the guy. right time. But I'm reading some of these <laughs> other quotes. Now, this is from trustee Drew Weatherford through sources, Brett McBurby. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of if we leave the ACC, but how and when we leave. Like, yikes. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, I think that this, uh, to me, I mean, you have this unrest You've got a, and, and Florida State is in a position of obvious strength. You have the Pac-12 in a position of of desperation. You have the Big 12, by the way, which was on life support. Suddenly, kind of like, hey, we could we could be fine here. We're not going to necessarily compete with the ACC or the um, the SEC or the Big Ten, but we could yeah. actually add some fun teams, some good programs. Are they, are they quote back? Um, unquote. Are they're 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 in a pretty good <laughs> spot. You know, you want what is it going to look like? without Oklahoma and Texas. And I think from the Big 12 standpoint, all is not lost. And this is good for the Big 12. So I'm now I like this stuff. It's captivating. It certainly makes for a way for us to get to week zero. Are you are you tired of it at all? Like are you getting to that point? Because I'm kind of getting there too. Well I'm kind of just sick of all the like like tell me when it's over. Like tell me when it's all happened and said and done. I'm kind of done with the rumors and things like that because we've heard it and like some is what's interesting is like with the the um, UCLA and USC to the Big Ten, that was like it happened. It wasn't like we heard about it. It legitimately happened. And all of us were like, "Holy shit, this is real yes. and it's official now." Um, so I wish it was a lot more like that. And I feel like we've just heard so many things. And I thought that some of that stuff would move as quickly. Even with the Colorado stuff, we heard about that weeks ago, and like it still took a couple weeks for it to get done. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of ready for it all to be organized, but I wanted to say one last point on this. This is not a coincidence that this is all taking place right before the playoff expands. Like this is all because the playoff is expanding as well. Like that is a huge factor in all this. There's going to be more 
money involved, more TV right deals, more, 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 more. And it's just going to keep going. Um, but I do think that we will sort of, sort of like we've seen in other aspects of, of the college football landscape changing, like it will balance itself out because I think once, you know, next summer comes around, it is going to be established for what it's going to be for the foreseeable future. So to this point, I thought Dennis Dodd wrote a really interesting story um, for CBS. Basically, the, the, the headline says it all. Third-party influence may soon shake up foundation of college football impacting conferences and programs. Mm-hmm. And what you're getting to here is the thought, could a private equity or, or some other entity come in, buy out Clemson, you know, all these television contracts TV, yes. for $500 to $750 million and just start a conference? And just say, you know, screw it. And and this is relevant. I think it's fascinating. And I think the piece is very upfront saying, hey, we're not there yet. But at a time when you look at like the live and the way it's changed with the well, PGA Tour. Yeah. right? And I'm not I, I don't necessarily think it's a direct comparison, but you've got these entities of uh, these equity entities with so much money that if they found a, a side like the right teams in the right situation, you could make this thing work. And. I think it's fascinating. I just, I love chaos. And this is like yeah. chaos. We talked about that. We literally said that there, when the live and PGA tour thing happened, right. we said, this is going to be the starting point of it happening in all their leagues. And college football is not exempt from that because it's a quote, amateur sport. Like it's not, it's not going to be exempt from that kind of stuff. Like I could absolutely see this happening in the future. It is incredibly fascinating. There's so much money involved. Then it would become like if they're, you know, if these conferences are owned, then there would be the situation of paying players because they're be they're under ownership at some point. So, yeah, it it could get tricky. But like you mentioned, it's not like this is happening next year. I don't even see this evolving in the next two to three years. Maybe at the five year mark, we get to where it makes sense. But I, it, it, there's a lot of things that would have to work out for this because it's also like who's the governing body at that point because if they're not amateur and like what other sports come with it, you buy all of the sports, yep. is it just the college football teams? Like there's a lot that I think is going to have to go into this in a thought process. Some people are going to try. Let me just say people are going to try in the next five years and it's going to be it's very complicated. It's much more complicated than any other pro sport you would buy into. So Worth the, it for sure, but I, I'll, uh, the story alludes to Steve Cohen, who owns the Mets, and this is one close to me. The Mets are a disgrace, and I'm really mad at them. And they lost on a walk off fucking balk last night, and they traded away all their players. Steve Cohen, <laughs> though, essentially is paying 150 million dollars for players to not play, and he bought a farm system that is really good by trading away, you know, Hall of Fame pitchers who are you know over the hill, and I'm tired of them too. But he's paying like most of their contracts and getting good prospects. The point of this being Cohen is a guy who's got like, I don't know, ten to fourteen billion dollars net worth. That nice. is is essentially buying trying to buy success. Forget about even buying something profitable. There yeah. is a lot of money out there that people could group together and do this stuff like look at the way the Saudis have done this with golf. We're trying to pay a soccer player a billion dollars, right? I know these things are not direct comparables, but there are so many people with so much money out there now that mm-hmm. if they wanted to inject some chaos and they could monetize it the right way, college football is there for it, I think. Yeah. And not right now, to your yeah. point. I don't think there's a direct, like an A to B to C, here's here's a conference of super teams now that's separate of the NCAA. But I do think that this conversation seems to be becoming more relevant and more realistic the further down we go with other sports. Yeah. And let me just get out my um, little violin to play it for you because your owner is willing to put money into your baseball team and um, all those things. I didn't that was well, like that was boohoo, boohoo for you. Okay, showed, you're like, wow, they, he's worth all that money, and you know, and he's willing to like buy a farm system I, and I do all I'm, of this. I and I'm thinking, well, they showed a statue for you, boohoo for you. Steve Cohen has like a billion dollar art collection, and I saw this on Twitter. And they're like, Steve Cohen paid $150 million for this statue. You don't think he's going to buy out Justin Verlander's con? Like, that yeah. is, like, there's wealth discrepancies in this sport, as you know. It's funny that our two baseball teams that we root for, you still root for them, by the way? Yeah. Okay, not, not debut. Fault. No, no, I'm just, you know, checking inventory. Um, 
Vegas will be fun. Go to games. That'd be great. Um, inadvertent. Like I love how you're I, trying to make it better, but no, it's it's no, I think hilarious. It but also, like, it is frustrating because there are what makes it even more frustrating. I know this is not a baseball podcast, but it is frustrating when there are so many people there that are willing to buy the A's. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. There are people that are willing to invest lots of money in sports and just not yeah. let them, which is just just, just ridiculous. Not. But anyways, we did talk a lot of football this week. Uh, I guess last week on in the BR app on BR Lives, and yes. one of those was early predictions for the college football playoff. Now, the people of this podcast know that you are riding the Texas train, and you are yep, you know, very excited about the the prospect of them this year, and it kind of got me thinking about. You know, Texas and Oklahoma, their final year in the Big 12. Yes. And what it actually will look like. Um, you obviously believe that Texas is going to win the Big 12. Yes. Do you think that they lose any conference games? Do you think it's just the Bama game? Like, what are you overall looking at the season? Pull up their schedule. I am. We can I, I am. see. But, like, do you think... You really have that much faith after what you've seen of Quinn yes. and of Sark and of yeah. You're you're saying it in a way that that you're like, are you are you sure you're going to do this? I'm, yes. I'm just checking in. This I is know. I'm, it's, it's this a, is me checking in, but it's a wellness I'm letting check. you do this. And of course, we're going to actually preview conferences coming up in the next couple of weeks. Oh, but I just wanted we... to give you the opportunity yeah. to really. Discuss so, so, the Texas points that you maybe talked on the, the live a little bit about. Um, yeah, that was I am a fun very line. curious. Oh man, people are love their teams, love their teams, yeah. uh, which is great. They should love their teams. So, as I looked at Texas, yes, you've got you've got Alabama, but to, I, again, I, I'm I think Alabama. You can't. It's Alabama, so that's going to be a very tough game. It's it's mm-hmm. Alabama, Alabama, period. But the rest of this conference schedule, like they kicked the living shit out of Oklahoma last year, right? Now, Oklahoma is, I know, I know. Oklahoma is probably, and this is a separate discussion, for me, one of the hardest teams in all of college football to handicap this year. Like, I really struggle because I like their quarterback. I think their coach just, you know, got off on a really bad start. They've got some talent. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting year. We could talk about that. But to your question about Texas, I am kind of all in on Texas. I don't think they're going to win the Natty. I, I'm not going that far. But when I look at this schedule, let's do the win-loss game. You want to do this? Let's do this. We got Rice. That's a win. We've got at Alabama, let's say loss, right? Wyoming, win. At Baylor, um, I'm going to go win. Um, Kansas, they've lost that game. Not easy, but at home, win. Oklahoma neutral, win. At Houston, BYU, Kansas State, at TCU. It's not the same TCU team. It's not. Um, at Iowa State and Texas Tech, which I actually think could be sneakily one of their, maybe their second toughest game. I think that they can absolutely go undefeated in conference play. Mm-hmm. And I think they will. And I know. Yeah, with that, with that, they would most likely end up in the playoffs, so I will give you that. But like I said on the the live stream, last time a Big 12 team went undefeated in conference play was 2016. I, I, completely fair. But and this I'm is just, Texas we're talking about. But they're good. If Lincoln Riley Oklahoma teams didn't even go undefeated in conference but they play, they didn't have this level of, like they had great quarterbacks. And um, but they didn't have, I think, this level of roster of like assembly. And I, I don't know. I, I love their pieces, and I, I lost Bijan, and I still love their pieces. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious though. You're obviously not as crazy about Texas as I am, but do you no, see I, the blueprint here? I see you, the potential for sure, but also having watched college football and know how hard it is to be undefeated. Like we're just so. I think too. Like, we're a little far away from it, but I think we were so used to Clemson and Alabama and, like, now Georgia. Like, it's hard. That's really, really hard to it do. It is. And I think that that's the part that I don't know that Texas has that in them. Um, 
And I, I think the Oklahoma game is going to be an interesting one. I do want to talk about Oklahoma a little yes. bit because I do think that last year was a disaster by Oklahoma standards. I don't think it was as bad as maybe it was made out to be, especially for like a first year um, head coach who also there was always questions about his ability to be a head coach. So that should be yep. interesting this season. Um I do think that they get better this year. I think um, they have, you know, I always say that I think that college football programs should give coaches time to bring their own guys in. And I know it's not like Lincoln Riley left him with a bunch of scrubs, but it's not, those aren't their guys. So sometimes it's um, hard when you just come into a roster, um, whether it be talented or not. Um so I'm interested to see the adjustments that are made, but I do think that they make a step forward. I don't think it stays as bad as everybody thinks. Um, but I do think there are other teams, like you mentioned, Texas Tech. There are other teams that could really be feisty in this roster that would won't be gunning for the gunning for the upset um, of Texas because they are seen as top dog and I do think there is hype although we did ask the chat if they thought USC or Texas was more likely to make the playoff and the chat said USC which I was shocked I really did think that people thought Texas because their road is a lot easier than USC's is for sure for sure no I um again Oklahoma's a really interesting team for me they had injuries in fairness to the you know taking over a team like this is hard massive change in terms of just stylistically um, we'll find out about Venables, but like mm-hmm. they have a really good quarterback and that quarterback in Dylan Gabriel, like would you have that, you have a chance. I also wanted to point out, I saw this today too. This is separate of football stuff, but uh, Brett Venables' wife, Julie, they said just was diagnosed yes. with breast cancer. Kick its ass. Let's go. Yep. Um, I I think I, I, I want him to do well. I've said he's one of the most interesting people in football, I think. The guy that like scratched and clawed for a job, got this job, which is a great job for him, and I think naturally has a, has assumed some doubters when you don't have success. It, this is such an insane profession. Like, yeah, look at last year, like injuries, all this stuff, and everyone's like, oh, is he cut out for this? And it's like, my God, it is hard to do. They've recruited great, like they're they're doing. There's doing a lot of things right. I just don't know how to assess them. I do know this. We're going to talk about. Uh, Texas's schedule being easy, they're they're easy as well. And the other part of this too, we talk about just job comfort. Like it's only going to get harder next year, right? Like you're, there's not a lot yeah. of like UCFs and BYUs yeah. and like no yeah. offense to those teams, but hey, like those are new Big Twelve. I know, I know, but like you look at you look at their team and it it should they should win a lot of games by just natural talent advantage, and I think mm. they I think they should. Yes, but. Um, I did want to also talk about um, Jeff Banks, who's the special teams uh, coordinator at Texas, but he was at um, Alabama, and uh, shout out Pole Assassin. Um, yeah, oh yeah, and those those off the field stories, <laughs> but um, he was saying that he's going to tell the team, like, what would you say to the team about, like, playing in Alabama? It's like, just another road game. And, like, I know that's just, like, coach speak, but, like, come on. It is not, like, another road game in the Big 12. Like, that's the funniest thing I have probably ever heard. The uh, I saw the Alabama fans were having a good one with this. Obviously, his recent history also is kind of adding to the uh, fire a little bit. It's, it's coach speak. It's, it's so funny. Good luck, Mr. Banks. I'm just saying good luck with everything else. It is funny. Like, what is he supposed to say though? Like, yeah, we're scared shitless. I'll tell you that much. Tough place to play. No, but just like say like, Hey, yeah, we know it's like a bigger, a bigger road game, but that doesn't change like the circumstances. Like you guys are fully capable of doing this, but. To just be like, mm, it's another game. It's just so funny. I love okay, that stuff. Yeah, resident Alabama beat writer. Any just thoughts on? <laughs> no, on, a beat writer been... would be way more critical than I am. I'm just a straight that's... up Alabama fan. You get no, that's true. We just call a straight as made there. It's I'm totally okay with that. Um, something we did skip <laughs> over. Um, that we need to circle back to. Sorry, 
is it just makes me sad a little bit. Um, the Iowa State and Iowa gambling. This is a controversy. Um, a lot of well, it's more than that. Um, so some former and current Iowa and Iowa State athletes, whether they be football players or baseball yes. players or wrestlers, um, are being charged for either gambling underage, gambling on Iowa State sports, or in the state of Iowa, I should say, um, yes. and sporting events that they were playing in. Um, so this is bad. This is the bad side of sports gambling. We've seen it a lot in the NFL with a lot of ex- um, suspensions. Um, I've heard multiple players in the NFL say that they've been told the rules, like, you know not to do this in the facility, in the hotels, blah, blah, blah. College, a little different, where you're maybe dealing with more... There's a little bit more chaos going on. Um, and it may be harder to monitor, but that doesn't excuse the fact that, like, it's pretty basic knowledge to, like, not bet on sports specifically that you're playing yes. in. And Hunter, Hunter Decker's... Should hunker down because this is going to be a long one. Oh um, wow! Look at you! Wow! Yeah, like, just turning a mess up into H-line, a joke. Back to you. you know, like, <laughs> okay, so it's I have actually I have been dying to talk about this all day. Okay, and then I skipped I, over I, it, and our dog. No, no, like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. We're talking about football stuff, so I don't care. I knew we were going to get to this. <laughs> so I want to focus on the Iowa part of this story, um, which is their backup kicker, uh, Aaron Blom. Um, was was involved in it. He bet the under in Iowa, Iowa State, and he won by like a half a point. Okay, so I want to talk through this because that's fucking funny. Okay, by the way, and we I are know not it's... making light of it. It's not okay to do no, this. No, no, but... no, no, no. But this is my problem. This is my problem, and I'm being open with you in the pod. This is a very serious it's a safe thing. space. That's still fucking funny. Okay, <laughs> I, it's a very serious thing. I want him to be okay. There's potentially criminal charges in this. Yeah. And this is like Twitter. Twitter, like everybody's mm-hmm. trying to figure out like how but far can I push my jokes? Just... Because you've got kids and you've got small bets. Like like this is, uh, I get it. And this is happening all over the place. This is not good. I am not endorsing this. It's still fucking funny. It's <laughs> Iowa, <laughs> Iowa State. They're two shit football teams. They don't score and they win on the under. And of course the under wins. That 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 is a bet. So I'm torn, Paige, between the humor of Iowa doing Iowa stuff and some very serious thing. And I just wanted to go through, like, this is football therapy for me of balancing those theories. And, like, it's funny you jump in like, oh, no, don't do it, buddy. Like, don't go there. But that I'm, I'm watching all of Twitter, like Reese Davis and others, like, making light of this. And I'm not mad about that. I think you have to at least have some of that in this because the actual reality of it he is very serious. And the consequences, I think, are going to be very serious. I, yes. And teams are terrified of this shit. I know that. Teams, is not an Iowa, Iowa State thing. You're going to have other situations where they can find it. And the other thing I'll say, because there's part of this in my background, too, it is very easy to know who is, you look at the NFL with this, too, where the wagers were met because of the geolocating, where they bet them, where were you, when were they. Like, if you're in violation of this, it's pretty easy to find out. Yeah. Uh, by design. Um, so if we're going to make jokes, I might as well get in on this. Um, Thank God. Jesus, you look very sweating serious. sweating over there? Or red. I was looking at the, and there's no unit shaming on this podcast ever, but I was looking on the at the amounts waged, and you could Shit. see, you could, you could see, like, total amount waged. You can see which players are make, which you know basketball maybe making a little bit more because there's less of them um, and able to put more down. Guys, you know, like I'm star players versus backups. Oh, yeah. You can see where the discrepancy is in terms of funds for this this betting habit that these um, athletes have. But um, I do want to say yeah. that I did notice there were. I don't think there's a single female athlete listed on this. So then we're just. We're just, you know, <laughs> we're not thinking this stuff all the way through, okay? But, but like, again, the part of this to full circle, I I think that the sports have a real issue here. Yeah. And I think if you're a backup kicker at Iowa and you're like, I'm going to bet the under on this game, I think what's the real hurt in that? Most likely zero. 
Potentially a but, lot. Yeah, you can't, you can't do it. You can't do don't. it. You can't do it. There's just so don't. many other things. The other thing is, there's so many other things to bet on. I, I think with betting, which we love, we love and we endorse and we promote responsibly. Yes. Um, it is. It's it's I mean, what I love to do. I can't wait to talk about, about my UFC betting. Um, <laughs> which was mostly responsible betting. Um, <laughs> I, I do think because of the age and because it's college, there's just this weird vibe. I just want to make sure that we can still joke about Iowa and Iowa State barely and cashing unders. an under. Regardless. Really, an under, okay? yeah. That is still, that game was oh, so gosh. fucking bad. Over-unders oh, are kind of the best in college football. I can't wait. I hope you get squared away this year with where you are. Because last year, oh, you, I you went, started you went off through rough. it. Yeah, you went through it though, with really the over-under. Took a, took a week heater and then was like, I'm not betting anymore. I can't do this. Um, I, yes. No, it's, you know, the over-unders in particular. Yeah, we will. No. But your over under mentality. We were team overs, and then you kind of abandoned ship, and then I think. Well, you yeah, came I back. was always team over. Um, not in the Big Ten though. Um, that was not the thing. But now things are changing. No, who knows what conference anyone's going to be in? Okay. Yes. I want to play everyone's favorite game, even though I spelt that. <laughs> I don't know if you see that. In the <laughs> which. Which coaches? It was are... what, and then I switched it to being grammatically correct. And I forgot. To yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's perfection. We're we are playing. Which... Which coaches are on the hot seat? Woo. Because this is everyone's woo. Give your applause. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yes. You. Um. Because honestly, I just love this game. I do because too. college football fans are the most difficult fans to please for any yeah. coach. I feel like. Um. And we're gonna start off with someone I particularly just enjoy talking about at all times. Um, and let's go with Jimbo Fisher. There was a lot of conversation last year. Obviously, the contract, a big portion of that. What are your thoughts on Texas A&M and what needs to happen for Jimbo to keep his job? Or do you think that, like, we've talked about that there's a lot of money around this. Is his contract too much money to pay him not to coach? Now, I don't have the specifics in front of me, but you're talking about a buyout still of, like, $70 million? Yeah, something ridiculous. So... I mean, I again, we're in the in the spirit of what we were talking about earlier, which is like buying sports and teams. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, even for that program. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to at least have this conversation because it has been so disappointing. Mm-hmm. And now his hopes and dreams rest on Bobby Petrino, which I find wonderfully ironic. I okay, I've got two points to you. Like I like Texas. I'm writing an article right now about dark horse um, conference championship winners. They are one of them. I think you have to at least look at A&M as if the pieces are to come together, it could be really interesting. That is not an endorsement, but for all the recruiting that has gone well for them, which is a lot, and they have a quarterback, and they have some receivers, and they have an OC if they let him actually do his OC jobs and Jimbo doesn't call plays. Is he actually going to pass the sticks? It's a super complicated one because if he doesn't have a good season, he should be fired. But he's owed seventy million dollars, so there's it's almost like its own separate discussion. Mm. You place in a different bucket, and frankly, there's a couple coaches on here that are so contract dependent that it's going to be a really difficult conversation for the booster. Yeah, but can you imagine him being fired? Say they win seven games, and they he gets seventy million dollars to go away. That would um, be wild. That would be absolutely wild. But I. I don't know. I don't know what I. I guess like I'm looking at their schedule, and let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Yep. Six. Maybe seven to eight wins. How's that gonna? How's that gonna go over? Yeah, I like that's not enough. I think to keep him but they have to find a way to negotiate out of that deal i feel like people have been working since last year to figure out a way to get him you know somehow make it less you know well the other name on this list let's transition mel tucker yeah tucker talk about prisoner of the moment contract extension that really just and it's not going to go well no it it, it, it will not go well with a&m you could connect the dots and say recruiting equals like x Right, finally. 
But with them, I mean, I don't know. What was that 10-year, $95 million contract like two years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he can be fired. He's 18 and 14 overall. I don't know if he's fireable, but from a hot seat and just a general discomfort standard, it's pretty damn high. Well, and right? I think the hot seat conversation has changed because we we there were there was a time where we knew that contract situations probably played into that, and teams weren't were going to go. No, we're not doing it. There, that's not a world anymore. That's uh, we're getting whoever out, we're buying whoever out. The money will come. We'll figure it out. So, but I think. In Jimbo's case, you do have the talent, and not to say that Michigan State's not going to have the talent, but I don't think that, like, the conversation is the same in the sense of, I think Jimbo has a better chance of rerouting this and making it more successful on the field than Mel does. And, but I don't know that the expectation is as high for Mel Tucker and Michigan State. You know what I mean? Like, what's the, what's the, you're not going to beat Michigan you know, like you're well, you're not gonna and the Big Ten is getting away, doing away with um, uh, divisions, divisions. So maybe, but you're we adding more two. Year. New, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, I think but, it's not this year. If not this year, next year's the year where they have the conversation. But I don't see them. I don't see him actually. Like like you said, it's discomfort. Less of less of hot seat, more discomfort seat. <laughs> it's so I think contracts are making the hot seat conversation. Very, very difficult. Like I'm, I'm on. I just found CBS. Right. Mm-hmm. When you look at their hot seat rankings, they've got Tom Allen at Indiana. Yes. But why? Because they suck. So. Um, Neil well, Brown Indi- at West Virginia, who almost got fired. Um, you've got Danny Gonzalez on there. Um, for the Lobos. They have Chris. You got Dino Babers for Syracuse. Syracuse, yeah. You got you got Chris Jimbo on, on here. You've got Butch Jones. Arkansas State <laughs> from, you know, so like, and then you get into some of the other ones, right? But I do think the contracts have made this really hard to do. And I think the decisions going in are are going to be more challenging. Yeah. Ryan Day. Let's let's talk Ryan Day. I was Day. just going to say, let's talk, let's talk him and James Franklin, because I feel okay. like those are two guys that like, have actually been very successful that it's very Seriously. odd to me that this is the and also like look what they're working against you know maybe yeah, maybe oh, more Penn State than Ohio State but still well, like James, James Franklin's a great one like won the Big Ten right they won the Rose Bowl um but they got in because Ohio State got into the playoff whatever but they lost two games they were really good and they won the Rose Bowl and then now, though, they're kind of entering this new echelon of expectations with a young, good quarterback, great running backs. Like, this is a really good team in a really, co- uh, uh, I won't say a really great conference, but a conference with some really good, top-heavy programs. There's just this complicated relationship with Franklin and Penn State. I don't <laughs> think hot seat's the right word. Hey. But I do think, like, for him, it's always been, how are you going to get over to that next hump? And win and like all the pieces are there for this yeah. team to get in and win and if they don't i do think the response could be not fireable but like it it's just always been odd with him as connection yeah. i think um do you view that i know you said you were doing dark horses do you view them at all as dark horse to be able to no upset just i think oh, no no i i think they're a contender i think they're a legit like and I'll pull up the odds because I just I just looked at this. I put yeah. um well, I put in the Big Ten Wisconsin as my dark horse. I will because, say that that is dark horse, dark horse. You mentioned that on the, the, the live show and people were I very know, concerned know, about your well being. I know um, I what think else is new. Also one of the biggest things is that divisions will go away and they will be able to because I think if you look back at it, they probably would have played in some Big Ten championship games and had the opportunity to win a big game to to yes. come out of that conference if not for that situation um so i think no one probably in, in college football is more excited than than penn state for those those uh divisions to go away kind of like we're seeing it really interesting odds you have ohio state plus 165 michigan plus 170 and then you have plus uh penn state plus 600 and wisconsin to plus make the 650 playoffs? no to that's win to the win, the, big t- win okay. the conference so the reason Wisconsin's plus 650 is because they're playing on the right side of the conference. Mm-hmm. But, like, Penn State should be really good. Would it shock yeah. me if Penn State won? 
No, no, not um, all. Yeah. Uh, but but let's talk Ryan Day because I want to yeah. get to him too. I don't know. I think it's absurd. I I really do. You have a guy that's won like almost all of his games. Granted, he's lost two big ones to Michigan and a really brutal one, Georgia. But what is realistically the expectation? Ohio State fans are brutal. I um, could he be? I don't see a world where he is fired. Mm-hmm. I see a world where he just says "fuck this," I'm leaving, and goes yeah. to like the NFL or whatever. But I. You're and right. Yet, in the same breath, I'm I'm constantly floored by the conversation surrounding him because it does seem like the unrest is building to a very like like undeniable level. level. Yeah. It is a it is crazy how quick the conversation shifted last year on Ohio State. I'm like the expect and I get like having high expectations. This is like probably going to be what it's like when you know Nick Saban leaves Alabama and the expectations are sure. incredibly high but <laughs> it just feels very very wrong to have a conversation about him losing his job because he's done his job so well compared to probably 90% of the other him versus the field you know looks pretty yes. good um but yeah, it's a very strange thing that he does come up in conversation when people are like, oh, hot seat. They're like, we have to talk about Ryan Day. It's like, that is so wild. I think, too, it's like all relative in terms of like what the expectation is for your program. Kind of like I was mentioning with like Texas A&M and Michigan State. Like, you can keep Mel Tucker around and Michigan State fans are not going to like ride in the streets. Like, Texas A&M fans and Ohio State fans like might ride in the streets if they want this coach fired bad enough. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. just a different expectation for those programs um the programs to to be to be clear ryan day is yeah 45 and 6 yeah um, which is just wild and he literally a field goal by the way i meant to tell you this you said doink and someone was like he missed it or uh it bounced off the top that's not a doink or something someone like tried to correct what you said about that missed field goal i thought you said shake you oh you said shank and someone was like, it was a doink. Like, I was like, that just goes oh, no, to no. show that you. Oh, no, no. That fucking kick was like one of my yeah, tee that shots. W- I yeah. Mean, by the way, one he's 31 2 in conference. So his two losses <laughs> are brutal in nature to yes. Mr. Jim Harbaugh. Brutal, right? Last game of the year. Think about how many times. Oh, no, no. Jim I'm, was, I'm with you. Mean? And I, 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 I think he has a complicated. Also, I do think there's pressure. I, I mean, don't know what that Harvard voice Harris. was. I'm sorry. It was just like a really what, upset Harbaugh. It sounded like a, it's like a ventriloquist or something. <laughs> uh, but I Trimish. agree that that is one of the more interesting ones that we've seen. By the yeah. way, how good is it to like be talking football? Like, <laughs> not like, how good not is it to have like, things to talk about? It's great. Yeah. It's like, oh man, I can't wait for the season. Yeah. It makes making the, the rundown a little bit easier. Yes. Um, so we have now done um, college football uniform rankings on this podcast. We did it on a Bleacher Report live. Um, I received a DM um, about if we have any favorite NFL uniforms, and if you say the Jets, I do like the Jets unis. Oh we my can't do that. gosh, no! Um, I don't. I the what were the ones that were really bad that looked like mustard and like ketchup that were the colorway ones or where it was like all one color? Do you remember that? Yeah, I mean all of the color. Um, I mean all those color uniforms. I forget what they called. Are yeah, not they're great, color something. Right? I'm thinking like colorblind. They're no, I was gonna say colorblind. Lot, no, but look. they're bad. They're bad. I um. Color rush, I, color rush. There color it is. Rush. Color I, rush. There it is. Yeah, all those suck. I all right. I like the Buffalo Bills. A okay. Lot. Yeah, I would I think agree. The that's throwbacks going. are also incredible. Um, it just has good look, good colors, especially in snow. Um, I like the Packers. I do. I think the Packers are like kind of iconic. Yeah, that's bright. against everything I believe. So no, that's I won't fine. Say that. um, um, I like the Eagles' new green jerseys. Well, they're the, not the, new. Okay, the so this great. is like the throwbacks. The Kelly like Green, the, yeah. Yeah, those are those fact, are. I don't know if it's Kelly Green, but I think they are. Whatever those are, whatever those green are shade, I, they're so sick. Yeah, those, those, no, those and are. And the reveal for them was great. The powder blue Chargers uniforms, though, are like the best, right? Like those powder blue, like Justin Herbert just throwing the shit out of a football. 
why? Let's just say yes. Like we like powder blue everything in CFB, but you're like, well, no, it's the Chargers. So <laughs> like everything in CFB, we're I'm like North Carolina. Like I love the Niners uniforms. I love the white ones. They're Niners got great look though. Too. They got a sick look. They got a good look. Oh, see, there you go. Now you're not gonna yeah, lie. You're, yeah. No, but no. Um, I, I would go but, with like, I like the Eagles. I do too. I'm in. Um, I I would agree with the Bills. I don't agree on the Packers because I that's a, literally like I said against everything I believe in my religion basically. Fine. Um, even though I have a Packer backer in my own home, I like the Dolphins. Dolphins have a nice look, very nice Miami look. Like yeah. the dolphin helmet is is good. It's like iconic. Why are yeah. you shitting on the Jets, by the way? I feel like the Jets have a decent look. They're okay. By the way, hard knocks. Let's go. Did you watch uh, Aaron Rodgers' interview with Kay Adams by chance? No, I didn't. He's like the just most ridiculous person. I just. He is. When he's like guy. not in control of the conversation, he turns into like he's speaking in like a different language. Like, oh, he just, well, well, let me get philosophical here for yeah, a second. Yeah, and I'm like, can you just answer her a question? And, like, well, if you're going to give a little, say what you actually want to say, don't be a... On the other hand, did about you see it? his answer about Zach Wilson? <laughs> like, he was very thoughtful on Zach Wilson's struggles and, like... No. Why, no, it was nice. Like, it was a nice answer. Like, it was, uh, it was a very uh, mature... I do want to see their dynamic and their relationship. That's going to be interesting. I think Hard Knocks this year, I don't know what the rating, ratings will be, but my guess is they will be the highest they've been in many years. Speaking of. Yes. When we were on our live stream, there was an injury that happened to Joe Burrow, okay? We're not really sure the extent of it currently, but there is a rumor that he is going to be on quarterback that if Netflix I saw that. Now, I, I received numerous messages once this news was announced. I was very critical of the show. I'm still trying to work my way through it because, again, I think it's very cookie cutter. I think it's very surface level. I think we could have done more with it. Mannings, if you want to hire me as a consultant, I'm all yours. Um, I would. I think Joe Burrow would do justice, especially after hearing his press conference of, um, I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy. Like, I just, I, there's like nothing... That I don't nope. love about Joe Burrow. Well, actually, I, that's not true. He does have a flaw. He's not a Swifty. He's not a Swifty, which, you know what? He could have really leaned into that, but he chose not to. That's fine. That's how I know it's genuine, is he's not just going with what's popular and, you know, leaning into the following that he has grown um, on a certain side of TikTok. But he's not a Swifty, so that's his flaw. Side. But other than that, one, I hope he's okay and this calf injury is not super serious. But um, I also just... If he is on quarterback, that's going to be next level good content. Well, everybody else is saying no, right? Like all the other, like, well, he, Lamar Jackson I thought he said, said no. no. I thought he said no. Like, I thought that yeah. was like a rumor that he had said no. And then it came out a few days later from like a very reliable source that like he was actually doing it. Because someone asked I him, think... he watched it. And what's funny is it was one of the beat reporters asked him, like, oh, did you watch the Netflix documentary? He's like, did you watch a doc? Would you watch a documentary on like one of the other like beat reporters? And, like, everybody, of course, busted out laughing because he's just he, such a funny guy. I mean, honestly, right now, I don't know if there's a better name you could have. Netflix is knows what they're doing because I the the girls are going to turn out to watch this. So it, I hate to say it. I'm sorry. There's a, You don't hate to say it. You're, no, I do because I don't want to say that that's his years. only fan base. There are a lot of guys that love Joe Shiesty, too. He's also a good football player. That's the thing. Joe, Sy- Joe Sh- Shiesty? Is that... Yeah, what is that? Are you serious? Yeah, what is that? That's his nickname, I... Joe Shiesty. For who? Everyone. Hold on, let me find the TikTok. I'm the the Bengals okay, posted TikTok. I was like, what's your to... favorite? It uh, was probably uh, on Reels. Okay, the formula didn't bring it up for you. <laughs> Fairly not. I honestly Joe... can't get over the you called the algorithm the formula. I that's still one of my favorite things that you've ever said. There's some real dad shit going on around here. Bengals. Okay? I'm looking this up. Joe Shiesty. I cannot believe that you are doubting one. Well, Where's the one? What's your favorite you're Joe around Burrow? Like a little aggressive. Joe Shiesty? Joey Shiesty. Hey, Joey. Um, I do like Joe Burrow though? I think he's. Doesn't. I think he's like the Rock. Like everybody just likes Joe Burrow. 
That is such like a, a good r- comparison. The Rock you know, is like, like one of the most likable people. Now the Rock has it. had a few clunker movies here, but everybody still kind of loves The Rock. Like Joe Burrow, male, female, kids, whatever. Like everybody just likes watching him play. Trying yeah, to not find... see a lot out there. Oh, it looks like you're having to look look for it. I am. Jo- it was on the Josh... Bengals. Uh huh. Yeah. And. They they had one of the players like go around and ask like what's your favorite nickname for Joe? Hello, yeah, it exists, and I'm gonna find oh, it, it. It does, but it looks like you're looking hard for it. So maybe if someone didn't know, Joe. No, that's Shiny. all of them said. Joe Shicey. That is, I Kramer, you're gonna lose this battle. I hate to tell you, producer Matt's gonna cut this out, and that we're going to post it, and the people are going to say that they have heard Joe Shiesty before. That is what he's called. All right, dads, I got your back on this one, okay? Dads, I, all the dads, text Jason right now. Ask him, do you know what Joe Burrow's nickname is? Jason's on my side, I think, on this one. I don't know. I will. He just texted me about watching uh, some fights on Saturday. Speaking of fights, why don't you, while I'm looking for this, why don't you tell us about your... So, so, I told you this the other day. I don't really have a great story other than Sunday was a about as hungover as I found I've been it. By the way, it was little... NFL on CBS, but but we'll, okay. I will play yeah, it for we'll you after this. It. So Sunday was a, was a rough day for me. Uh, we had the block party, mm-hmm. okay, and sun, not a lot of water on IPAs, went right into wine, and, um, <laughs> and so I, I I watched UFC card. I won eight fights in a row. I won three different parlays. Um. It's one of those. I'm not bragging, by the way. It's just one of those nights in gambling. Well, maybe a little bit, but but here's why I take such deep appreciation from these nights. Not only did it win, but like the two, the main and the co-main, Gaethje and Piera, were both underdogs, slight Plus underdogs. Him. Great, 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 <laughs> like you great know, fights. Just laughing signifies yeah. something funny. You don't have to. But, <laughs> but they they were very enjoyable. I was in a <laughs> I was in, in a different stratosphere, right? You ever see a star when he's behind the bookcase? <laughs> That's where I was. So, okay, betting on fights on Saturday night, but it was like all going well, and slept on my basement floor, woke, woke up, up, moved to bed, and Sunday was not great. <laughs> but the activity and the and then you you know that day after when you bet too, you're having a good night. And you're like, let me go take a look at. How things went? You're like, oh shit! Like, yeah, yeah. we we did you're all right. The, I had you one see of the one, 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 and you're like, you're just like, yeah. So I had one of those, and it was it was great, but okay. like that set me back a couple of days. So I need to I need to rein it in for the football season. I'm in no way or shape like mid season, but I will get there. Yes. So that was my night. That's incredible, and also winning those bets helps with that. So I do have on our doc to go over some locks. I think we should hold on that. Yeah, I'm a locks heavy episode saying as yes. we've been here, but I do want to play this. Um, Bengals wide receivers pick their favorite uh, Burrow nickname. And hold on, let me get it to start from the very beginning so I can get this whole thing in here for you. Okay. So. Just in case you're wondering. I like the. All right. I like the presentation Boom. of that. Thank okay? you from from you and the way it was presented oh. on their end. But I I never heard of that. Um, I think we. I can't believe did, you've never heard of Joe Shiesty. Um Well, you are very online. Okay, well, you were. Wow, I'm not you are very, very online. online. I just you well, are. Joe Burrow TikTok is where I live, where I thrive. Those are my people. Okay, that is something someone very online would say. That's not a negative. I'm also very online. I'm just very online into like in the formula the pockets yeah, we know. of older. In the, yeah, I'm formula. lost in the matrix. The formula. Um, for everyone, just as like a, a parting thought, I am going to make Kramer record a TikTok with me right now, so that should be fun. But we'll this do was, it on the pod or after the pod? We'll do it after, after the, pod? the pod. I don't want, to, yeah, I don't want you oh to do it God. live. I That's too much to ask. You I, know? Have, I, have, I have one quick show review. This is way long. Okay. Have you watched The Bear? No, but legitimately everyone I know loves it and is like, yes, okay. chef, yes, chef. And the guy in it's hot, so I should watch it, but- that seems to be a consensus that I hear from this. Uh-huh. Um, they came and watch it with you. Very, 
Um, she watched the first couple. She liked it, but didn't love it. I love it. Okay. And so I'm like um, three quarters of the way through the first season. Uh, and also it's Chicago. Like, and I'm not like must be in Chicago, but some of the references definitely. It's like it's an Italian beef place, right? Like Italian beef here is like a language. Like it's it is like Italian beef. I believe I mean, you. Did, do have you ever had a good like Italian beef sandwich? Mm, I don't think so. Like Jarnier, right? Does that like resonate with you? No. I was at, when I used to travel and I would go to places and say, can I have some Jardinier? They would look at me like, are you fuck? What the fuck is that? So all of this is very Chicago-ish, but you don't need to be a Chicagoan to appreciate it. Actually, I might have had something along those lines okay. in New York, but I don't know. I can set up, I will set up a delivery that you'll say like, oh my God, this is- you know, Portillo's, right? For any Midwestern folks, Portillo's is like... I only know that because I watched a documentary where they, they ate it. The Smartless documentary that I told you to watch. So good. All right, I'm sorry. Um, but The Bear, very good. I'm in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommendations. Yeah, plow um, through that thing in the next week. I don't really have any random shit because Formula One is now on summer break, so it's off for a month. I'm zero, devastated. Weeks, devastated. Weeks. And then it comes back, and it's week zero, too. So basically... The best oh weekend God. of my life. It's great. I can't wait. All right. Well, then, with that, very football heavy, which we like.